the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. IRS back taxes? Then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Visit GottaHalfItNow.com to purchase half-price certificates for great-tasting alkaline, ozone, or purified water from Water Pure Water. Serving Kego Harbor and the surrounding areas, let Water Pure Water show you how good your water should taste. $50 certificates for $25 are available now to enjoy clean and healthy water in your home or office. Log on to GottaHalfItNow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F-ITNOW.com to buy your Water Pure Water $50 certificates for $25. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code RUNTOWIN. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912. 800-919-5912. 800-919-5912 and use the promo code 
code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit my Here at Faith Talk, our desire is for you to grow in the grace of God. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell blesses our airwaves every weekday with the good news of our Lord. Get a modern Teach Talk perspective on Scripture and real-world problems. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Listen to Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell weekday mornings at 11 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, and with me today on Thursdays, as usual, Mr. Smith, uh, the professor, okay, the scholar, helping us to deal with the Bible, uh, and especially talking in terms of uh, biblical guidance, so a very uh, an intriguing subject which takes us into the Word of God. How you doing, Mr. Smith? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Pastor Moss. I trust you are also. Yep, yep. I'm uh, uh, hanging in there as uh, as best we can with the Lord's help. That's the only way we're able to make it. So, amen. We praise his name. Okay. That's right. Uh, and uh, as I understand, you're still dealing with the, uh, uh, the same uh, guidance, right? That's right. We've been on it a while. Uh, it's a very important subject, and we might as well dig deeper than most folks ever go. <laughs> That okay. You can see how much the Bible has to say about it and learn some other things on the way as well. Okay. Remember, I put this together in the, in the form of what I call a selection, because I had a collection of selections that I typed up for my students to use. And one of my students, Tamika Lucas, I wish I could get in touch with her again, uh, asked about this subject, and I said, I'll put something together just for you. And so I put this all together for her, figuring she could keep it and dig into it as deeply as she might wish, and I hope it helped her out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, how will you be guiding us biblically today? Well, I'm on a point that we've been dealing with for a while where I'm talking about exclusive <clears throat> reliance upon our own resources in understanding God's Word without seeking the assistance of the godly, consecrated scholarship of other men and women available to us in books and Bible study tools is a problem of uh, getting yourself involved in false guidance. Hmm. It's very easy to misunderstand Scripture, and we often need help in order to get it right. I've always said, first, study your Bible in a plain text version, then go ahead and read it in some modern English versions, if you started with the King James, as I usually do, and use some study Bibles to get some helpful notes on it. Uh, but look up all the cross-references you can find that pertain to that verse and see what the rest of the Bible has to say about it, and you will usually come out on top and learn a whole lot in the process. Well, Mr. Smith, you know, when you say that, it's very interesting. It brings to mind the fact that there's a lot of, uh, of uh, teachers today, we might want to call them so-called teachers, I don't know, 
But uh, their guidance is just telling you that, you know, you can name it and claim it. You can speak things into existence and whatever trouble you get into, you know, just snap your fingers and you're out of it, uh, which definitely we know God delivers. But uh, it doesn't seem to be as easy as some of the uh, so-called prosperity preachers are teaching today. What do you think about that? I agree with you, Pastor Moss. <laughs> Almost always on everything. Uh, one thing you helped me with a great deal where I heard on your broadcast, I listen to you once in a while, you know, keep track of my former student, make sure he's on the right track. And oh, you let me know I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, somebody called in with a good question, and you mentioned that the particular group that they had uh, been involved with or were hearing from uh, was a group that might be called a, I think you called it a name cult, N-A-M-E, name cult. Uh-huh. And that's been a good uh, label for things. Sometimes people get deeply into the subject of, oh, you got to say Yeshua instead of Jesus. Well, that's not really the case. And some criticize the King James Version and versions in that line from then till now that don't even show the name of God but use the capital word Lord, L-O-R-D, or else a uh, capital L and lowercase O-R-D, and they say that's hiding God's name. Well, guess what? The Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, did the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the Bible version that Christians mostly quoted during New Testament times. If you read the quotations that are given in the New Testament itself and check to see whether it traces back to the Hebrew text or does it trace back to the Greek Septuagint, <clears throat> most of the time <clears throat> it traces back to the Greek Septuagint. So if the apostles, Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul, and so on, if they didn't find any problem using the Septuagint, and Jesus didn't find any problem using the Septuagint at times, then I don't think we need to worry about some of these issues the way some folks do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because the only place to get our good guidance has got to be biblical guidance in the, uh, from the text. That's right. Well, last time we were talking about various Bibles I recommend that people consider having. <clears throat> now, I will admit, if you buy them all at once, uh, it's going to break your budget. But as I mentioned at the close of the last program, I think that uh, I started out a long time ago when I had two paper routes. I had the Detroit Shopping News paper route where I lived near uh, 8 Mile and Dequinder. And I had a Detroit News route in Palmer Woods. I think I said Palmer Park last time. I meant Palmer Woods. <laughs> and, and between the two paper routes... I earned my money and saved it up, and I spent less than I earned, so I was able to buy Bible reference books, including some of these that are the older ones that are on this list. And one of the marvelous things I was able to get was the Thompson Chain Reference Bible, and so I highly recommend that one. I mentioned that last time. I mentioned uh -huh. the Chronological Bible by Edward Reese, and the Schofield Reference Bible, I use the original edition, but I also have the newer one that came out since then. A wonderful Bible. It is still available. It's just lately, fairly lately, 
at least in the last decade, we'll say. Uh, the Pilgrim Bible, that's an excellent one. The Companion Bible is still available and in print. It's, it's produced by Craigle Publications in Grand Rapids. And Dick's Annotated Reference Bible, I remember when I bought that one, <laughs> the owner of Grand Bible and Bookstore, Mr. Humphreys, he said, Jerry, I don't want to sell this to you. <laughs> I said, I'll buy it. <laughs> And he said, yes, but it's got some things in there that's going to ruin your faith. You won't believe in eternal security and several other things you're going to get it mixed up on. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I bought the Bible anyway, and I have found it to be very, very helpful, especially on the subject of Bible prophecy. Now, like we've mentioned on other programs, uh, oftentimes we like a author that writes about Bible things, and we don't always agree with every point that an author might bring up, but, you know, we take what we can and learn what we can from what they share with us. <clears throat> well, I want to say, uh, too, you, you're exactly right, because uh, as we uh, involve ourselves in theology, uh, theology is a science. Uh, definitely, you want, you know, you've got to look at both sides. You've got to examine all the evidence. Uh, and so it's very important to know, uh, uh, even though someone may be in uh, an era, uh, how how you know bad the area is? Is it something that challenges uh, orthodoxy, or uh, just something that may be a, a a different way of looking at it, but not necessarily heresy? But either way, you you've got to look at both sides of an issue. You're right. Yep, that's the only way you can actually know for sure that you're on the right track. Uh, yep, that's right. If if you haven't studied the other side, they may find out that you've got some weak points, and if you can't answer them, maybe you're wrong. There you go. Yes, so you yes, really sir. have to know each side of several sides, really. Teach us, Mister. Teach us, Mister Smith. You're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember, I was involved heavily in debate, so I enjoy doing that, and I'm doing it now on the internet with uh, interesting results. This past week or two, uh, the atheists are kind of warming up to me a bit and saying, "Why? Well, we hope you will encourage your Christian friends to behave as you do, Mister Smith." They say wait, wait a minute. Polite, and you've been you can't go any. You haven't used bad language against us. We, we <laughs> bad <laughs> language. Your Christian friends to do the same. Wow. But, well, tell me, what are you? Uh, uh, why are they saying that you are so nice? What have you enlightened these atheists on? <laughs> well, they don't believe that uh, Jesus existed, <laughs> and that he's a myth, and that. Uh, all the stories about him are made up, and actually the New Testament didn't come to to be until several hundred years after uh, Christ allegedly passed away uh, on the cross and so on. And then they say that the Bible copycats heathen religions and pagan religions of the surrounding culture, so it's plagiarism, that's the term they use, and on and on and on. they got all kinds of interesting arguments. One of the ones they presented was that uh, if Jesus really existed at that time in the Roman Empire, how come he isn't mentioned a whole lot by authors and so on that lived at that time, historians? Uh-huh. Well, that's kind of a mistaken kind of question, Pastor Moss, because if you study into it, and I'm sure you have, uh, the famous people in the Roman Empire, like Julius Caesar and other Caesars, 
are not mentioned as often for 150 years after their lifetime in secular literature as Jesus was 150 years after his lifetime. So come on, who are you kidding? Yeah, and there's some notable uh, uh, people, uh, Tacitus, as I understand, who mentions uh, uh, Christ. Uh, Christ is mentioned by uh, uh, historians of that day. That's right. And some very famous ones that nobody questions. So, well, a lot of folks, you know, they get onto a, a way of thinking, and they don't carefully study into the subject. And I told them nicely, I say, I understand your position, but you need to get upgraded a little bit on the information you're depending on for your arguments. I'm telling you, yeah, it seems like they just study one side, and then uh, they don't consider the fact that there might be another. In fact, uh, I remember you uh, introduced me to a lot of apologetic books, one where they talked about a guy by the name of Thallus, uh, who, uh, 52 AD, he writes about the uh, darkness that happened during the crucifixion of Christ. Yep. And there's amazing stuff that, uh, that atheists don't read. That's right. And there are modern authors that cover these things. And so I share with them every now and again a modern title as well as some of the older books I mention, and I tell them I share with you the older books because you can actually read them for free if you know how to go on to Google Books on the Internet and search for the author and title. Then you can read it right there on the screen, or you can download it as a PDF file or an EPUB file or whatever, usually for free. So. Well, I tell you, Mr. Smith, I, I get along with some atheists in some discussions, but uh, I don't think I can sue them as, as good as you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been practicing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I encountered him when I was in, in high school myself at Cast Tech. And, uh, in fact, I found that there was a whole set of uh, volumes in the Detroit Public Library right there across the street from the the art museum and so on right there near Wayne University. And uh, had a whole set of Robert Ingersoll's volumes. You've probably heard of Robert Ingersoll. He yeah, was a uh-huh. noted atheist that uh, was like Billy Graham, but on the other side, so to speak. He had a lot of messages he gave against the Bible and against Christianity. I think he was famous for having a message about the mistakes of Moses. Well, I think I have a book here in my collection called The Mistakes of Ingersoll. <laughs> and it answers them. So, yeah, so that's always an interesting subject to know about. And listen, people just don't understand and believe in Christ because they really have a misconception of who he is and what he's about. They're kind of believing a... I've got a better word than parody of him, but that's the word that comes to mind right now, but at least a, a mistaken image of him, because they haven't taken the time to sit down and read the Bible for themselves. Well, then, of course, they argue with the Bible. You, you can't use the Bible to prove the Bible. Well, just last week or so, I told them, since when? Why not? That's There are 27 different primary source documents that comprise the New Testament, and they certainly came out of history. They weren't just written as myth many years later. And the interconnections between them are such that they have to be telling the truth. You can't 
have the unity that we see in the New Testament from altogether different sources and different books. You know, say, take the book of Acts. All right, then you've got the writings of Paul. There are many, many connections between the two that are called undesigned coincidences, which I think we mentioned before. And those absolutely prove the uh, historicity, I'll say, of both the book of Acts and all of Paul's letters. Uh-huh. And you remember we talked about William Paley, and you pronounce the name of the book better than I do, but I pronounce it the way it looks like in English, Jorge Poline or something. Uh, <laughs> anyway, like I say, you've got a better pronunciation when I heard you mention it one time. But that's a book that delves into that topic very, very completely. There's another author named Blunt that did a work on the subject of undesigned coincidences in the Gospels. And while he's good, Paley is far better, more concise, and more direct, and uh, so forth with his work, in my opinion, is after having read both. Well, you know, right. well, one, you, you mentioned this, and what you're saying is so helpful because of the fact that, uh, you know, I have never had any trouble uh, studying uh, issues. In other words, even uh, things that I don't agree with, I still study them. I want to know both sides of every issue. Uh, one of the best titles, uh, uh, you know, all this started uh, with my association with you. Uh, uh, one of the books that uh, was on your list was, uh, you know, Evidence That Demand a Verdict by Josh McDowell. That's and, right. And evidence, in other words, if you have looked at both sides of an issue, you're worth listening to. But if all you tell me is just one side, you at least have to put the other view out there so it can be uh, examined. The Bible says, prove all things, hold fast to that which is true. And so, uh, therefore, the problem with the atheists uh, and agnostics as well, I have talked to, I can count them on my finger, who they come against the Bible, just like you say, Mr. Smith, but they never read both sides. They've never read any book that was written in defense of the historicity of the Bible. I've read authors that said they don't do that because they know if they do it, they might be challenged. Yep. <laughs> That's right. I've seen several different Christian authors make that remark, and I've made it too. I have never met a person who has carefully studied both sides of the issue in, in terms of reading a book in support of true Bible belief in Christianity and the Bible itself. They've never read it. So until they do, they really don't have a basis for arguing against me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame that our, our, you know, our young people go to these schools which present just one side and not the other. It's just as amazing. That's not the way that you do uh, intellectual work. That's right. It's not scholarly at all. Yeah. And I like to do it the scholarly way so that anybody who is scholarly, who knows better, would say, well, Mr. Smith is telling the truth. He's obviously studied both sides and studied the proper sources to learn it, so maybe he's correct on this stuff. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, one thing uh, that, 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 that I'm about is if you show something to me that uh, is correct, I have to accept it. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. you know, the truth will set you free. So it's not just uh, not that I'm biased at all, but it's got to be evidential, and it has to be biblical. That's exactly right. I stayed on my 
website at www.realbiblestudy.com many times that uh, if you disagree with me, that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, tell me what evidence you have that supports your position, and I'll share what evidence I have that supports my position. And if you have the better evidence that answers my evidence, I'm willing to change my mind. And I always ask, are you? Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And if you would read carefully on my site, you'll find I did change my mind on several things over time as I've had discussions with various people. Sometimes they know something I didn't know, so I'm happy to learn something new. All right, then I want to mention some more of those good study Bibles people should consider having. All right, well, The Archaeology Study Bible, there's two of them by that similar name. One is put out by Crossway in 2017, and the other one is put out by Zondervan in 2005, I think. They're both very good. I enjoy both of them. They're well illustrated, and it helps to understand the Bible better when you see the actual background. Now, there's also a MacArthur Study Bible, and that's very good. Uh, I've had the first edition for many years, and I just recently got his, I think it's the second edition. I Practically, I looked and compared both of them. I couldn't see much difference between the two, so I don't know what they changed, but in any case, I've got both. Then another one that I received and bought was the Wearsby Study Bible. Wearsby yeah. is W-I-E-R-S-B-Y. Uh-huh. I had an interesting experience with Dr. Wearsby. He called me here at my home. Wow. Which was, I, I forget how he said he got my number, but he did. I guess he got it from the publisher. And uh, we had a nice chat, and he was telling me that he wanted to put more information about the new treasury in a book that he was just then completing, uh, on the subject of how to study the Bible, that's not the title of it, but it's that's that's the subject of it. I think it's the last book he ever wrote, Pastor Moss, because he has passed away, and it was not long after that. Hmm. It came out that he did. And uh, in the process, he sent me a nice copy of the original treasury that is a miniature leather-bound copy way back from the early 1800s. Wow, that was was nice of him to do that. Goodness, the Treasury's been out that long. Yeah. Wow. And uh, the next one I would mention is uh, the CSB Study Bible. That's the Christian Standard Bible version put out by Holman Publishers in 2017. I was able to get one like uh, that one in a very, very nice binding. I like to get the best binding available, but that, of course, makes it cost more. So if you want to save on your budget and you know you'll use your Bible for reference but not to carry to church or use it a whole lot, they often come in uh, hardback, you know, hardbound versions that are sometimes cheaper than the leather ones are. And the next one is a study Bible I super highly recommend, and that's the NIV Cultural 
Background Study Bible. That's the Cultural Background Study Bible put out by Zondervan in 2016. Mm. I find that the notes in that Bible are just astounding. You know, a lot of times, if you go across different study Bibles that are produced by the same publisher, in this case like Zondervan, there will be similar notes between the different editions and uh, so forth. This one, the notes are not the same as what's in the rest of Zondervan's Bibles. They are unique and helpful and uh, plentiful, let's put it that way. Wow. Well, I've got to get my hands on that. Now, that I don't have, and that sounds very good. I, I like a cultural background in approaching Scripture. Yep, this one is excellent on the subject. Wow. I have wow. to disagree with them on a small point here and there, but, you know, that always happens, so what difference does it make? Mr. Smith, you don't realize that you're, you're wiping out our bank accounts listening to listening to all these books you're putting out here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've tried to give you hints. You know, spend less than you earn and save so you can get them. And uh, that's what I did from the time I was a teenager until now. And uh, now I don't expect you to all go to the bookstore tomorrow and buy all these in one shot unless you've got a big piggy bank all full of savings that you were wondering what you're going to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but those are some good study tools, and you, you need those the deeper you start going into the text. Yep. Now, the next one is the Apologetic Study Bible put out by Holman in 2007, and that's a very good one. It's in the Christian Standard Bible version as well. And one that I don't think you probably ever heard of. Boy, I had trouble tracking this down to get it. It's called the Challenge Study Bible. Well, no, I have it. Challenge Study Bible. Yes, it was put out by <clears throat> the brother of uh, Dave Wilkerson. He's connected with Teen Challenge. Years ago, I was connected with Teen Challenge, and we used to uh, witness to various people that were there in Detroit, down on Cass Avenue and 2nd Avenue and downtown Detroit and so forth. Uh -huh. and that was an interesting experience. And I was able to help a number of people <clears throat> find the Lord, so to speak. I have a letter yet that I found in the Bible cover of uh, one of my Bibles that I used back then from a young man, probably just out of high school, and he wrote and thanked me for sharing the gospel with him, that he really benefited from it and became saved, so... Well, you know, Mr. Smith, uh, uh, a lot of people don't know about your evangelical work like I do. I mean, you were willing to teach the Bible anywhere. You even went into uh, uh, black neighborhoods and with uh, uh, young people. You didn't care about anybody's race or background. Uh, you were there teaching the Word of God. It was amazing okay, uh, to run into someone uh, like that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we met up. <laughs> with each other. The Lord worked that out. <laughs> it was unplanned and undesigned on my part. And, uh, Same for me. <laughs> <laughs> now then, the oh, by the way, I should probably share the uh, International Standard Book number on that Challenge Study Bible. Otherwise, you're going to have one time trying to find it. 
Okay. Now, the, the edition that I'm referring to that's called the Challenge Study Bible, I wanted that one because you can get a cheaper paperback version that's, well, quite a bit thicker because it's not printed on thin Bible paper right from one of the Bible societies, I think, fairly inexpensively. And I have that, but the print was small, and it it just did not lend itself to easy reading and usefulness. But this Challenge Study Bible is well-designed by Dave Wilkerson's brother. I forget his name. I've got that Bible downstairs. And uh, it's published by Bridge-Logos in 2019, so it's a recent publication. And the international standard book number, ISBN, is 978-1-6103-6410-2. And I'll read that again. That's 978-1-6103-6410-2. Now, that study Bible is meant for new believers, but it can be old believers, too, as far as that goes. I enjoy reading it. It's got good stuff in it. So uh, you'll find it helpful. And the translation is what I bought it for. The contemporary English version clarifies so many passages that are less understandable in the King James Version, at least. Wow. But all these resources, they are, they are, it's incredible uh, what is before us in terms of information that we uh, uh, need, actually, to be able to uh, break down the Bible accurately. And it's uh, so good of you to share... Uh, these resources with us, and so that we can go out and uh, uh, and uh, get as much of it as we can. Yeah. Now I got one more on this list, and then that's the end of my list. Now I've got a lot more here at home, but I thought this is probably enough for folks in Radio Land. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this this one is another chronological Bible. It's called the One Year Chronological Bible. It's in the yeah. New Living Translation, Second Edition published by Tyndale House Publishers, I think around 2017. I couldn't find the ISB number in the volume, so I don't know what that is. But this one is available in paperback, it's available in hardback, and it's available in what you might call imitation leather. I forget what the technical name on on it is, but it's, well, I've got the hardbound one and the, the imitation leather one, leather lake or whatever they call it, and uh, it is really good. The reason it's so good is because it presents the Bible in chronological order, but it also clearly marks what to read for each day of the year. So you just read right through. If you happen to miss a day, well, just go back to the day where you last stopped and read double to catch up. And, and, you know, it's good to read the Bible in an organized way like that, so you can know uh, what you've covered, what you've read. Uh, it's very helpful. So for them to structure a uh, Bible like that is good. Yeah, uh, that's, good. that's the handiest edition that I've ever come across like that. I have lots of chronological Bibles, including some other uh, ones that have markings in them that 
if you watch carefully and see where you're at, you can keep up day by day. But this one, to me, was the easiest one to use. And it really clarifies things, Pastor Moss, when you see what happened when in connection with other things that happened when. Otherwise, if you read it in canonical order, you don't realize anything about the chronology of it, because that's not right. the chronological order, generally. All right, then, Mr. Smith, you've helped us out a lot uh, here again. I don't know how much money you've saved us, but <laughs> you definitely have helped us uh, and uh, has, have our mouth watering on looking up some of the uh, uh, books that you've laid out here before us. So I appreciate it very much, sir. And um, uh, definitely... Uh, we want you to put out some stuff uh, from these books and give us some examples of how uh, how we can use them, how uh, how we can use a, a lot of this material effectively. And so, uh, uh, definitely, it's uh, uh, very important for us to uh, uh, know what we're buying when we go out to buy theological literature that helps us to understand the Bible. Yes, yeah, so you won't go wrong on any of these that I have uh, suggested. I've used them, each of them, carefully for, well, since I bought them, and uh, some of them for a mighty long time. I should say something about the Pilgrim Bible that I mentioned early on. Uh, in the edition that I have, and I don't know about the new edition, I'm going to get the new edition eventually when it comes out in the Logos Bible software, but I have the a nice leather-bound, leather-lined edition of the Pilgrim Bible as it first came out, and I have some several hardbound copies as well. One amazing thing in that particular Bible is its explanation of what's going on in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh. It contains the very, very best that I've ever seen, and I've read a lot of stuff, Pastor Moss, but I still go back to that and say that really clarifies things a whole bunch. Otherwise, well, makes, Ecclesiastes is kind of a difficult book to figure out in some ways. Yeah. Well, what is it that it helps you with in Ecclesiastes that we might not understand? It kind of organizes the information in such a way that it's, it, it's kind of a philosophical book, Ecclesiastes is. Mm -hmm. And the editors of the Pilgrim Bible explain that so that... Ecclesiastes isn't really contradicting the rest of the Bible. It's the fact that I believe it was Solomon that wrote it, uh, uh -huh. was going through the various options in life and the various philosophies that you can uh, look at life through. And he finally concluded, as you remember at the end of the book, that the best thing is to fear God and keep his commandments and so forth. Uh, uh -huh. And, and he stresses how important it is to seek God even from your youth and so forth. But it is just astounding on, on what they go through in, in the explanation. Mm. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Smith, thank you very much. I think we've uh, uh, pulled everything out of your brain that we could put out tonight. <laughs> I know there's much more there, though. Don't want to scare people with too much information at once, but I hope it's been helpful. <laughs> All right. Well, so so uh, thank you very much. And uh, uh, after this, no doubt, there's going to be people headed to their bookstores and uh, bothering them to get some of this information. So, yeah. 
So uh, you you take care. Yes, thank you so much, Pastor Moss, for giving me the opportunity to be on your program again. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your knowledge on this program. All right. That's uh, Mr. Smith. That's right, as always, a teacher of the Bible, a professor. I call him. He's a, uh, just so knowledgeable in the Word of God. has done such great scholarship, and he's taught the Bible uh, to teenagers, literally. Uh, uh, he doesn't care where he teaches, in a, se- a seminary, whether it's at a church or even in a neighborhood. He had neighborhood Bible uh, studies going on in his day. Great, great guy. It's good to have him uh, guest, uh, uh, being a guest on this program on Thursdays. All right. Uh, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Our program will be ending a little earlier today because uh, there's something else that's going to uh, 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 a sporting event that uh, some of you are not uh, waiting on. And so we're going to uh, be taking a, a break. Is it time for our break? All right, all right. So we still have some time. If you've got any questions that you would like to uh, call in, you can call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And I'm still going through the Bible, and we're still in Genesis. What we find out, and we might not get too far in this uh, today, but what we find out by looking at just the first book of the Bible is that the Bible is a book written for everybody, but it is an adult book. It has a lot of adult information in it. In fact, I guarantee you that there are certain things that are taught in the Bible, and even here in Genesis, that you wouldn't start out teaching in a children's Sunday school. You, you wouldn't. You couldn't. Okay? Very difficult to teach. Definitely, there are things in the Bible that you have before you go to them, okay? because it gets into some very adult uh, discussions. That is why that's another proof that the Bible is a historical account and that the Bible is, in fact, the Word of God, because the Bible tells it like it is. It talks about homosexuality, my friends. It talks about adultery. It talks about bestiality. It talks about all these things, okay? Things that, and then we find out something, and that is that sin has a real long history, right? And the Bible tells it exactly like it is. It's telling us the truth, not only about how things are, but also about how things will be. And here in the book of Genesis, we're looking at something, uh, as we continue through it, here in Genesis chapter 18 and 19, that uh, is so horrific, till also uh, it, it, it targets the fact that these kinds of things that we see in the book of Genesis, these kinds of sins that are happening now, okay, really happened a long time ago. That's right. In other words, the same sins in, that were in Sodom and Gomorrah are in our world today, okay? And those sins are being approved of by many of the governments of the world. Yeah, that's where we're headed. So as we study uh, the book of Genesis, you hang on with us, uh, you'll see uh, how man really hasn't changed at all. In fact, the world has gotten wicked and more wicked as time goes on, okay? Things that God is plainly against, okay, 
uh, things that are practiced in our modern world today. Oh, we are so technically sophisticated, right? We've got cars. Soon we'll be driving around in electric cars, all kinds of stuff. But the morality is not going up. The morality is going down. That's exactly what we're seeing. And the Bible outlines this so clearly, okay, in the Bible and in the book of Genesis. Okay? So we'll be uh, back here, don't have time to deal with it today, but be ready for an exploration of Sodom and Gomorrah. And some stuff that really, you know, it's, now I'm, I'm going to put it across very gently. I won't be using any, uh, you know, raunchy terms or anything of that nature. But the things that I describe are right from the Bible, okay? Stuff like bestiality, okay? Uh, oh, okay, that's where we'll be going. Uh, but that will be next time. Okay? This is Pastor Moss. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joel Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show. Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Detroit Mercy comes out with it. It's Antoine. Three ball from the top. Yes, sir. Detroit Mercy basketball on Faith Talk Detroit is on the air. Tarkus Ferguson to inbound for UIC. Baseball past the length of the floor. It is taken away by Detroit Mercy and Antoine Davis. Titans win. Welcome to the Titans tip-off pregame show. A breakdown of Titans basketball and their opponent, plus a look around the Horizon League. Let's go live with the voice of Detroit Mercy Basketball, Dan Hasty. Coliseum in Indianapolis. Hello, everybody, and good evening to you. It's another edition of Detroit Mercy Basketball. Today is Horizon League play. First game of the conference slate as Detroit Mercy is starting to get into this position where there's no more excuses. It's time to get wins. Tonight, they take on the Jaguars of IUPUI. Dan Hasty, pleasure to have you along with us. Last time out, it was Tuesday. Detroit Mercy lost to Northeastern, 66-56. They got down 9-0 to start the game. It's been an all-too-familiar trend for Detroit Mercy, who got down as much as 17 at one point. They actually cut that deficit down to one, but rebounds, being out-rebounded specifically, 46-32 was the difference in that ball game as Northeastern continued to absolutely pound the glass. Chris Doherty went for 17 points. 
and 15 rebounds. Meanwhile, Antoine Davis went for 23 points, hit five more three-pointers, and now sits just six three-pointers away from the Horizon League record, which also happens to be the Detroit Mercy record. Guess who? Rashad Phillips is six ahead of Antoine Davis. We can certainly see that record fall here tonight. Meanwhile, Maduda Akech had 10 points all in the second half. Matt Johnson went for 7 points, 4 rebounds. Willie Isiani went for 7 and 5. This is a place the Titans were hoping they could have seen earlier this year. We'll talk about that and the last time these two teams played against one another as we get you ready for Detroit Mercy and IUPUI. It all continues as Titans pregame rolls on. We'll also take a look at the starting lineups, and your tip is just minutes away here on Titans Radio. Detroit Mercy itself definitely values who you are as a person to really give me guidance on what it was to be a college student. The ability to connect with many people from different backgrounds. Not only did I take what I learned in the academic world, but I was able to apply that in a professional setting. And the university definitely provided those resources and I was able to graduate and be the first one of my family to graduate from college. Detroit Mercy, build a balance. Here I am one year from college and I tear my ACL. They're telling me I'm not going to be able to play college football, and I'm thinking, that sucks. Team Rehab comes along and says, hey, let's get to work. They don't rely on routine programs. It was all about me and my dream to play again. Now I'm visiting Ivy League schools, and oh yeah, I'll be playing. I could have given up. I'm glad I went to Team Rehab because they didn't. Team works. Team Rehabilitation. Visit team-rehab.com. getting ready for Detroit Mercy to take on IUPUI from Indiana Farmers Coliseum. It is a place that Detroit Mercy, I think they kind of wish they could have seen this place earlier this year. Detroit Mercy went to the second round of the Horizon League tournament, came oh so close to getting here for the Horizon League Final Four. It would have taken a victory on the road at Northern Kentucky, but Detroit Mercy lost by a single point, 71-70. to A David Bam put-back layup as time expired, gave Northern Kentucky the win. Of course, they went on to the Horizon League Final Four and it was Cleveland State who ended up winning that tournament, getting into the NCAA tournament here in Indianapolis. So, Detroit Mercy has some places that I'm sure they wish they could have seen. They get a chance to be back here and this is a place that Detroit Mercy actually fared pretty well the last time they were here. It was Antoine Davis who scored 43 points in the season finale two seasons ago. This was the end of his sophomore year. It was the year that Detroit Mercy was on probation for the AP situation, the academic side that Mike Davis and his coaching staff and his players inherited from the previous regime here at Detroit Mercy, but it was Detroit Mercy who won that final game and got to finish their season with a victory. How many teams get a chance to say they got to finish their season with a win? So it's Antoine Davis. We talked about him in our last segment, but he needs six three-pointers tonight to break the Horizon League record set by a who else? Rashad Phillips, who had an unbelievable career. One of the names in the rafters at Detroit Mercy. And I'll tell you what, if Antoine Davis is able to break that record here tonight, I don't think there's any question at this point whether or not Antoine Davis will have his name in the rafters at some point in the future. This is Detroit Mercy pregame. We're getting ready for the Titans and the Jaguars here on Thursday. 
Thursday night. Detroit Mercy's Antoine Davis, he'll probably be in that starting lineup for the Titans. We'll take a look and see who else will join him in that starting lineup because the Titans do have a couple of players returning. We saw Noah Waterman return to the lineup. He didn't really do a whole lot, still getting his conditioning back, getting his sea legs under him. Will he be starting tonight? We'll find out. But Detroit Mercy also welcomes back some help on the front line. We'll see the return of not one but two centers here this evening. Mo Sela, who has not yet played a game for Detroit Mercy, a junior center from the Ivory Coast, who spent last season at Florida Southwestern State College in Fort Myers, Florida. Had a bit of a late start to his hoops career. Was first a soccer player in Africa, but then he ended up finding that he could really rebound the basketball. How much do the Titans need that these days? So Mo Sela will likely go for Detroit Mercy. Not sure how much of an opportunity he'll get here in his first game as a Titan, but you can expect with the Titans needing some size on that front line that I'm guessing we'll see Mo Sela at some point here this evening. We'll also see the return of graduate and a center, seven-footer Bly Coca, who was at Tulane a couple of years ago. Of course, he played for the Titans last season, averaged two points, two rebounds, but also somebody that could rebound the basketball a little bit. Those are things that Mike Davis is looking for, especially coming off of a game in which his team was out-rebounded 46-32. to 32. have a feeling we'll see both of those two get an opportunity here tonight. We'll find out the starting lineup for both the Titans and the Jaguars when we come back. It's Detroit Mercy and IUPUI, the first game in conference play here in Horizon League basketball this season. Our starting lineups and our tip-off are next here on Titans Radio. At Henry Ford Health System, we're all for you. But what does that mean as we lead our community through crisis? It means we're all for revitalizing Michigan through the health of its people. All for preventing illness as aggressively as we treat it. And all for getting back to the innovative care we're known for, safely and smartly. See all we're doing to keep our facilities clean and safe for you at henryford.com slash allforsafety. To be Jesuit is to be more, to go deeper. 28 schools, 56 teams, sharing a passion. Formed by academic rigor, classic performances, legendary character. Made complete through service to others and a faith that does justice. Jesuit basketball, mission, mind, and body. On the court and off. This is the new FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit, WLQV Detroit, from the Salem Media Group. We're Eternals. For 7,000 years, we've protected humans from the deviants. In the Marvel movie Eternals, comic book fans are introduced to a new group of heroes. Except, we soon learn, they're not new at all. In fact, the Guardians of Earth known as the Eternals have been around a very long time. Eternals gives us an origin story for everything. We learn that Earth, and the rest of the universe, was created by massive robot-like beings called the Celestials. But soon the creation is marred by monstrous beings known as deviants. And so the Celestials deployed powerful folks called Eternals to protect people on various planets, including Earth, from the deviants. The Eternals, though, aren't allowed to influence human history in any way other than guarding against the deviants. You can imagine their frustration having to watch some of humanity's more shameful moments. 
After thousands of years, some of them begin to wonder what their responsibilities are when there aren't any deviants around to deal with anymore. Or so they think. Welcome to the set of Shandar Dastane Icarus. You like the costume? We need to talk. Tell the director I have some notes for him. We need to talk to you in private. Wait, are we getting back together? The deviants are back. We don't know how many there are. You need to come with us. Eternal strains to deliver a huge universe and creation spanning story. But this creation myth from Marvel Comics mostly ignores Christianity while drawing heavily from other earthly religions. Add in comic book violence, more central content than we're used to seeing in Marvel movies, and some profanity, and you get a story that's surprisingly problematic. So we're giving Eternals a 2 out of 5 for family friendliness. Read the full review at PluggedIn.com radio. I'm Adam Holtz for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. This is the new FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit, WLQV Detroit, from the Salem Media Group. It's time for Detroit Mercy Basketball. Crossover move to the elbow, a fadeaway jumper. Yes, sir! Give Antoine Davis 31 points. Right here on WLQV on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. Tried to get it to Isiani, couldn't do it. Out to an open corner look. Johnson for three. Yes, sir! He's on fire, Matt Johnson's got another one. Brought to you by AbsoPure, HAP, Henry Ford Health System, Team Rehab, and the University of Detroit Mercy. Davis working through traffic down the lane to the corner. Waterman a three. Yes, sir! Noel Waterman with the dagger for Detroit Mercy. Let's go live to the voice of Titans basketball, Dan Hasty. Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Hello, everybody. It's another edition of Detroit Mercy Basketball. Today is the Titans taking on the Jaguars of IUPUI. Let's go ahead and take a look at our starting lineups. A bit of a different look for the starting lineups for Detroit Mercy in this one here today. We'll start with IUPUI. B.J. Maxwell, the former Detroit Mercy Titan, is the leading scorer for IUPUI. He's their point guard. He's averaging 13 points and six boards. K.J. Pruitt, the freshman from Louisville, Texas, joins him. Nathan McClure is the third guard, a junior that transferred from State Fair Community College. The fourth guard is Boston Stanton the third, a Boston freshman and also Jonah Carrasco from Otero Junior College. That's Matt Crenshaw starting five. For Detroit Mercy, a little bit of a different look than we are. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.